Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up August 18th through the 20th in Florida, just outside the most magical place on earth, Orlando. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. You're listening to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Brought to you by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us on the web at puresexradio.com. Good day, radio listeners, and welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and we have a very special guest from across the hall uh, with us today. <laughs> we have Gigi Hopkins with us from our Wives Care Ministry, so welcome, Gigi. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's you a joy. To, you had to come a long way, all the way across the hall from your office, right? Yes. So it's exciting. We want to have uh, Gigi on periodically because, you know, the Wives Care Ministry is so essential to uh, our overall ministry because it's not just about us trying to help men get well, but it's really realizing that so many of the men that we see in our ministry, uh, they're married. Probably Mm -hmm. about 80% or more of the men that that reach out for help with us are are married. And so we want to be able to help the wives as well. And so that's why Gigi does the work that she does here. Um, and before we get into the specific topic today, Gigi, what I would love for you to do is to be able to share with our listeners briefly about the Wives Care groups yes. and when the next ones are going to be starting, because I think that's an incredible uh, resource in, mm-hmm. in your area of ministry, and we want our listeners to be able to know about that. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, yes, we're very excited about the Wives Care groups that started last year, and uh, we're uh, we've been doing them um, this year in the six-week format. So it um, it is a way for a, a very non-threatening way that a wife can connect to um, some good content, solid content on how to do this journey what, so she understands better what it's going to take uh, in terms of commitment from her. Um, long term. Also, you know, she gets to connect with other wives who are going through this as well. Um, And we have a a max of six ladies. We also get to you have an option. Some people don't want to be on video, you know, but you can just so our listeners know the you can access these groups from anywhere because it's video groups, right? So that it's not 
local to San Antonio, you can be anywhere in the world and be part of one of these wives care groups. That's right. We've had people in France. We had people in the Philippines. And I'm originally from Brazil. So you know me and my heart for the world. So I like that we can connect. And we have listeners in over 80, actually over 100 countries around the world. So if you're out there in another country and you're you're tuning us out because you're thinking, oh, they're talking in, in America about these wives care groups. Listen up because you could be part of these groups no matter where you are in the world. Yes. And no matter where you are, you can actually feel like you're there and you see people's faces, those that are ready to, you know, uh, be on video. So um, I love that aspect, you know, mm-hmm. because I do like to interact face to face. So. Tell our listeners when the next groups are coming up and how they can access to get more information about the Wives Care groups. Okay. The next group, uh, the two groups, we have an a.m. group and a p.m. group, and this is Central Time, right? 9 a.m. here and uh, 7 p.m. And those start on July 27th, and they run for six weeks, right? And... um, also, you can access the information in our website on wivescare.com. Um, look for the care groups, uh, and you can just go ahead and register. And that's yeah. And if you have any questions on the wivescare.com website, there is a contact us page, and you can get more information about that. So uh, please go to wivescare.com and click on the care groups, and you can learn all about the the care groups coming up. And there is also an option there that you can set up a a 30-minute call with me and, and chat about it. So if you have questions and would prefer to set up an appointment, you can do that too. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, Gigi, let's jump into our topic here because we're going to be discussing this issue of trauma because it's a very real aspect mm. that wives deal with when they discover whatever their husband's sexual betrayal has been, whatever whether it's pornography or live encounters or some other kind of uh, you know, sexual boundary that's been crossed. Yes. That's clearly a traumatic event for a woman to hear. So why don't you sort of set the stage for how we're going to be talking about the subject of trauma? Because sometimes people might think of trauma in many different contexts. And so why don't you share with us a story of a person who experienced trauma in a different context but it has implications for what we're going to be talking about here today for a wife struggling with her husband's betrayal. Sure. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, Yeah, I thought I would start. I want to share a story, uh, and I have my dear, dear friend's permission to share some of this. Uh, Her name is Gloria Kotlartz. You can Google her, and you will probably find some YouTube videos about her story. Um, But she's been a friend for about five years or so, met in church, and uh, we were both going through a very difficult season with our adult kids. Um, So at some point, we connected and we said, let's pray together. So we started this wonderful friendship that we were going to pray for our kids um, and have that support. And we, we prayed radical, you know, we just... Pray, but we also realize that whatever we prayed for our kids, we also pray for ourselves. Lord, if we're ever straying, whatever it takes, bring us back. You know, so it's not like um, it's a different kind of a prayer because we often smiled when we said, you know, when things, when people are going astray and something happens that's not 
that good and like uh, victorious or something, uh, we're saying God is answering our prayers. You know, he's getting their attention. Right. So anyway, it's been a, an amazing journey and we could write a very long book of many mm -hmm. stories the way our, our prayers have been answered. Some of them have been uh, very joyous and some of them not so much. Um, so last year, I was across the hall there and I got a phone call. Um, and my, my friend gave me the very sad news that her son had been murdered. Mm. Okay. And I still get goosebumps just talking about it. I mean, it was traumatic for me as a friend. I've prayed for Colin um, with her many, many times. He struggled with addiction. And he, even though he, the family all came to know Jesus through him, he kept falling back on this. He would go to jail, you know, for mm. drunk driving and all, and uh, he would go and preach the gospel there. Anyways, it's, it's been a little over a year that this uh, very difficult, traumatic event happened. And uh, my friend has been going through all the normal grieving phases of that. And we've been walking through it together. Um, and along the way, I just asked, you know, the, some of the things that she was going through sounded very much, very similar to some of the things I went through early in my, my uh, crisis, my marriage crisis, as well as many of the ladies that I work with. Mm -hmm. So I asked, Gloria, would you just write some of the some of your grieving phases and what you feel and how, how it's been for you. And she did. So um, I um, asked her, and, and I'm going to just read one sentence, okay? Sure. Because this raises awareness. I think to me, it opened my eyes. This is very similar trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, very different, and yet the kind of impact that it had on her emotionally and psychologically and physically. And that's the thing that we're that wanting different. to clarify here is that you can have very different circumstances mm -hmm. that are producing trauma, but so many times the effects of trauma are very similar mm -hmm. in terms of their emotional and psychological and even physical impact. Is that what you're saying? Correct, yes. So the, the actual circumstances of the uh, context or the environment or the behaviors or the the relationship those can be very different but if it's if it's causing trauma mm -hmm. then kind of once we've been traumatized we sort of enter some familiar territory where there's overlap in terms of how that affects us that's right it's it's so true and we can even mention that a little more later sure. right but um yeah but i'll give you an example here of what gloria has shared she said, uh, the first few weeks of the sorrow hurt in a physical sense, and the crying was a loud wail or travail. Mm -hmm. uh, I was physically exhausted. I could barely function without several naps a day. I had trouble focusing on even simple tasks. So this is j just, and in my wives care group, uh, I do mention a few more of those and I ask the ladies raise your hand if you've ever felt this way right <laughs> and almost everyone raises their hands you know so all of that to say I know that um Doug Wise is one that um has 
equaled this trauma to that of losing a child. And here I have this very precious friend and prayer partner that has suffered that. And I'm seeing that happening and kind of comparing notes mm -hmm. and realizing this is really true. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of overlap there. So let's let's continue on with just giving a basic definition of trauma. I mean, how is trauma defined? Yeah. So if you just look dictionary definition, it it, it says a deeply distressing or disturbing experience, like the death of a child. Mm -hmm. And I would say like betrayal. Yeah. Like the betrayal of a husband, right? Correct. Yeah. And yes. we could even flip that around, too, like the betrayal of a wife. Mm -hmm. So uh, yes. we don't want to dismiss the reality that this can go the other way, too. But since you're our wives care manager, we're really going to be focusing on the wives uh, right. in this session, talking about the trauma that they go through. Yes. But again, like we said earlier, there can be similarities to the symptoms, regardless of the cause of your trauma. Mm -hmm. The symptoms that it can create, because like you said, when when you mentioned Gloria's quote there, you know, and all the all the ladies that have not experienced that same circumstance, but they've experienced the sexual betrayal by their husband, they have felt and experienced those same effects of trauma. That's right. Right. And yes. so we want to make sure that everybody kind of understands that. So this is still a session while it's focused on wives. It, the, the application of how to deal with trauma mm -hmm. could apply to just about any listener. Yes. And everyone is different. Absolutely. You know? So some may may not do a loud wail. <laughs> right. You know, uh, but how do you express deep, deep sorrow? However that may look like, that's how you will probably do. And know? I think, wouldn't you agree that when you experience a trauma like the death of a child or like the sexual betrayal of a spouse, isn't it possible that you, don't, you can't predict how you would respond to that emotionally? Right. It's almost like you don't necessarily, until you've crossed that bridge... You, can, you could make estimations. You could kind of guess about how you might respond to that. But until you've actually crossed that bridge, you don't know how you're going to react. You might assume on the front end, you know, my personality is kind of like this. And so I'll probably just, you know, I'll be reserved or whatever. And you cross the bridge and next thing you know, you're screaming out the window of your car, <laughs> you know, or something. Honestly, yeah. I, I think uh, even I can speak for myself, you know, uh, earlier when I was working through things um, in my marriage, I had reactions that are so irrational, uh, so not me, um, of just hitting my pillow and looking crazy, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so it is. It can be very surprising. And once you cross it, you will see how, how you, you'll learn a lot about yourself, I guess. Now, you gave the... The dictionary definition of, of trauma, but if you were to start to kind of put it in your own words based on your experience with wives and doing wives care ministry, is there, are there any other ways that you might expand on that definition or try to help? Because you know, I know for me, if I was going to just kind of put it in my own language, usually what mm -hmm. I do when I talk to guys about trauma, because we deal with men and their histories and the things that they faced in their life growing up, and many of those instances are traumatic. And so I've always just kind of a very simple, common, 
you know, man on the street definition, I often say trauma is anything that overwhelms your system. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's too heavy. It's too much. You're, it kind of breaks down your system emotionally, physically, maybe spiritually. It's just, it crushes you. Yes. I think mine, Jonathan, I'd probably say um, that it's a, 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 an experience that throws you off balance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, your emotions are off. Um, your thinking is off. Um, it's just things that your composure, you know, right. So it's, it's something that is deeply distressful and it throws things off. Well, so maybe to give our listeners a little bit of a clearer picture of what this might look like, why don't you share some of the symptoms that can occur as a result of trauma? And by the way, listeners, before we finish today, we're we're going to get to some solutions. We're going to get to some good news. We're going to get to some things that are that are helpful and hopeful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but just um, some of the symptoms. It's just a sense of shock, uh, denial, or disbelief. Right. It's. T- I I consider that kind of computing things. My goodness, is this really my life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this kind of like an out of body experience? You're you're right. thinking things were one way, and now you realize that it's a whole different way that doesn't register with how you thought things were. Absolutely. And so there is sort of a sense, and I've I've heard that from many wives of the the idea of like instantly they feel like they're actually looking down on their life kind of on an out-of-body experience, like, this can't actually be happening to me, and everything gets sort of fuzzy and hazy and, mm-hmm. you know, cloudy. Mm-hmm. I really agree with the feeling like you're in a movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, and hoping that it was, you yeah. know. Uh, but it is, yes, it's very much a shock. And then there's a lot of confusion and difficulty in concentrating. Um, I think that's one... One thing, too, that can lead to, I know uh, several friends that have really resorted to sleep and laying in bed, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Um, And and you've got a you've got a whole list here Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're not going to be able to comment on every single one. But I want to just read off some for the listeners. So things like anger, irritability, mood swings, anxiety, fear. Flashbacks, nightmares, sleeplessness, inability to eat, even overeating, you know, health problems, oversensitivity, easily triggered, feeling sad or hopeless. You know, I can almost, as I'm reading these off, I can, you can, you can feel the weight of trauma. Yes. And the ones I really wanted us to maybe focus on a little bit before we shift over into talking solutions is, is the idea of guilt and shame self-blame, this negative self-talk, and then really withdrawing from others. Mm-hmm. How have you seen that create a even a more negative spiral for wives who are trying to deal with the trauma of their husband's betrayal? Well, I have to say in my personal story, that's been something I've been spared of. And I only can give God the credit because it's not something so natural for me. But when 
I found out about what was happening, I immediately asked my husband that we go and get another set of eyes in our situation. Mm -hmm. So um, that is I'm grateful for, but I, I've spoken with many, many wives who have taken a long time to take that step. And uh, because, one, it's embarrassing to even acknowledge that this is happening to my marriage, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's also something that has really shaken your world as a woman. Um, and you're just, because of all that shock and that confusion that we talked about here, you're, you're self, a lot of self-doubt comes in and wondering, what have I done? Because you don't even understand what you're dealing with uh, in the first place and, you know, what led your husband to do the things that he's doing. So there's a lot of insecurity. And it, could this be my fault? Mm -hmm. Am I just not enough? Uh, big, big, big self-doubt. I think it's important to point out at this point, too, that um, trauma is very personalized. Mm -hmm. And so even if you line up five wives that have all had very similar experiences in terms of the ways in which their husband betrayed them sexually, mm -hmm. you will get five unique reactions Absolutely. to that trauma because each of those wives is different in the sense that they have different histories. They've got their own brokenness. They've got their own, um, you know, personalities and all those kinds of things. And so speak a little bit to that idea of this, I, that trauma is personal. So this is not about um, shame, if you are looking at somebody who's going through a similar situation, let's say in a wives care group mm -hmm. and you hear somebody else's story, just the same as you and you, it appears that they're handling it way better than you are. Right. This isn't about shaming one another, is it? It's about no. being able to say we we react differently to the traumas in our lives. We do. And I think that's one big word of warning that I tell the ladies on the care groups is just that don't compare yourself. You know, that's not kind mm -hmm. because we do have uh, very different histories, personalities, things that happen to us. Um, all of that comes into play in a moment like this, uh, that you're facing this shock and confusion, you know. So um, I've seen ladies that had a loss of a parent and never gave themselves permission to grieve that. And now this huge mm -hmm. thing happens and they talk about that loss and they still get teary oh, yeah. about it, you know? So, because, so there, there are, I think Jonathan, the way I see it, it's like this, this is like a, a huge, um, what do you call an earthquake in the water? <laughs> like a tsunami. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. And it brings to the surface all those weaknesses and those spots and the things that, have not been treated in our lives, you know. Uh, and that's why I want to spend the last five minutes we've got here really talking about the the hope that there is and the help that there is for those who have been heartbroken because of of trauma. And listeners, just so you know, we're gonna we're actually gonna post our show notes because there's a whole lot more here that we're just not gonna be able to get to on the broadcast itself. Um, but I would like for us to get into what you had written down here. Uh, Gigi, as far as just uh, some key scripture 
that can help somebody who is dealing with trauma to be able to recognize that this is not unknown to God, that he is, that's not something that he doesn't have any solution for, doesn't have any way to help. So why don't you share the, the hopeful uh, aspect of dealing with trauma? Thank you. Yes, uh, I do. You know, our God is, um, is into thorough work, right? He is doing a work in our hearts that um, is sanctifying increasingly. So, so um, even as I say this, that, you know, you have all these past traumas that are probably going to resurface and all of that, this can even be an overwhelming thought to you. Uh, but I just want to encourage who our listeners to think that this is a process and little by little, God is going to use this to do deeper healing than you've ever imagined. Mm -hmm. You know, and I love this passage from Isaiah 61, uh, which speaks of, it's a messianic um, passage speaking about what, what Jesus came to do. And it says that he has sent me here to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners for the prisoners, um, to comfort all who mourn, and to provide for those who grieve, um, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, um, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And talk about a spirit of despair mm -hmm. that can land on a wife facing this trauma, you know. So I just want to say and encourage you uh, to, to consider that this journey can look overwhelming, uh, the, uh, the journey to heal from this kind of a trauma, but it really is going to, uh, you're going to come out of it a different person because of the God, the great God and the healer that we have. Uh, in Jesus Christ. So, And the end of that passage from Isaiah 61, 1 through 3 says, they, meaning mm -hmm. all of these folks that Jesus came to bind up and to heal and to set free, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you look through this passage, there's a bunch of words that would jump out that would immediately be words that somebody in the aftermath of a trauma would resonate with, like brokenhearted, captive, mm. darkness, mourning, yes. grief, despair. Yes. But then the hope is that as you meditate and dig into this passage and recognize that this is about a personal relationship with Jesus, you start to see words like bind up, freedom, release, comfort, beauty, joy, praise. Yes. And you realize those things are all contained within the same passage. And so I think one thing that's, that's a hopeful message for those who are dealing with trauma mm -hmm. is recognizing that the Lord wants to walk through the trauma with you, bringing yes. things like freedom and comfort and joy and praise within all of the brokenheartedness and the despair. So speak to that for just a minute as we close. 
yeah, I just uh, say that that the Lord uh, does beautiful work, Jonathan. Mm. In in our mess, right? In our mess, in in the circumstances that look unbelievable and heartbreak, and we don't want to underestimate them. But um, when you step into healing, and it does take some courage to do so, right? Uh, because you do need to get out of isolation, mm-hmm. and you do need to get um, wiser or those who are in a better place in your uh, journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but what I can tell you is that this, this passage is so true in a practical way that things do uh, there's so much hope, and you're going to become more and more like Jesus, you know. And one more thing that I think can be encouraging for those who experience tra- trauma, the basically the, the circumstances out of their control that have a profound, mm-hmm. uh, painful effect on them is that Jesus experienced all these things in this passage. He That's experienced right. brokenheartedness. He experienced darkness. He experienced being bound as a captive, mm-hmm. he experienced grief and mourning, and and even if we look in the garden, he had a he had a moment of despair. Lord, is there any other way? Father, is there any other way to take this cup away from me? And so he can identify with the trauma and the pain that you're feeling. And, and so who better, too. who better, who mm-hmm. better to be able to help you through that recovery process and that healing process? That's right. Well, let's, thank you, Gigi, for being with us and sharing yeah. this with us. And, and like I said, listeners, we're going we're gonna to share these show notes because there's a lot of good stuff in there as well. And just one more um, note about wivescare.com. You can go to that website to find out about the care groups coming up and go there soon because they will fill up. So please um, you know, go to wivescare.com and reserve your spot on one of those groups. And we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.